0: I came across a, a quote from a book by Mark M. Epstein, who is a, a, phys- a psychiatrist and an author and a Buddhist teacher. He, he was talking about anger. Uh, basically, he is saying that everybody deals with anger. Well, of course, Buddhists don't. we so calm <laughs> <laughs> but. <clears throat> He's saying that, that with anger, um, it's like a forest fire, right? If we throw ourselves into the middle of it, we're not going to do very well. Um, but with meditation, what we do is we create a firebreak, uh, an area around it where the fire can't go into. And that, that creates the ability to deal with the fire, with the anger really well, and that's what meditation does for us. And I'm, I'm really... Uh, I'm really supportive of that idea. I mean, it really works. Uh, it's one of the, the big reasons for meditating, not just for anger, but for everything in life. Okay? Um, we have all kinds of emotions that uh, to control some people and other people are, are completely distanced from their emotions. Uh, some people are very into their physical bodies and, and that, that creates a whole orientation to life that's different than the people who are mental, mentally oriented and or emotionally oriented. And so what we're doing is we're structuring our reality. Right? And if we have experiences that overwhelm us, what happens is they become dominant in our reality. And we have memories. And those memories are the underlying structure of reality for each of us. So we all live in very different worlds. The idea is that the reality can be structured by something in the past, very strongly. And, and we work around that as best we can. Uh, some people try to avoid it with, with different kinds of chemicals, and, and whether they're legal or not. Um, other people do it in the way they're in relationships. Right? But most of us don't know how to deal with the past. And I don't know whether you've ever had your buttons pushed, whether you've been triggered by some little thing, and you have a big reaction to it. And it's not that that little thing is causing that big reaction, but it's connecting you to a memory of the past of something that was really big, or maybe several things that that were really big. And so you get a, a response that is appropriate to the compound experience, rather than just that individual little trigger. So to the outside person that's just watching what you're doing, it looks like you've got a, a, an elephant gun and you're going to kill a mosquito. It's, it's totally inappropriate. But from the inside, it's, it's exactly the right response because the body intelligence, the body mind, doesn't the difference between direct sensory experience and memory and imagination. So it's all real. So people can think about how terrible the world is going to be tomorrow and get really upset. Or they can remember something that happened 10 days ago that made them really angry and get really upset. Even though that thing is is not happening anymore. So actually draw a picture. I've drawn this before. So basically the white board is awareness. Like consciousness is limited awareness. So if there's a vibration happening in consciousness then that creates limitation, which is the wave. Everybody's with their eyes closed, that's fine. Um, so the idea is that <clears throat> the nervous system, our nervous systems, seem to be able to impact pure awareness and create these vibrational waves that give us our experiences. The thoughts, the ideas, the philosophies, right, all of it is from our nervous system is doing this in awareness, okay. And if, as we go along, if there's anything that anybody has any questions about, please ask. So what happens is that we generally only have a window that's the focus of awareness, right? And it doesn't include the whole thing, okay. And <clears throat> With anger, what happens is that there's energy coming into the nervous system which seems to push down on this line. And the response is to push up with an equal amount of energy. Okay, So that, that creates how we are in life. And if you have, if you have a really sp- strong response to something that makes you angry, and anger is a response to an obstacle in your life. Okay? So you can either do the fight or flight thing. So the incoming perception of the situation, which may be compounded, but it causes energy to go in and then there's an energetic response out. Does this make sense? Okay, so, so you've got this happening when this happens. So fear underlies most anger, right, we're not going to get what we want, We, we, we don't like the situation that's happening, we feel like we're a victim, whatever it is, doesn't matter. But fear narrows down the perception, the window of perception, to the thing that's upsetting. Okay, so then that's all we see, and it becomes the biggest thing in the whole perspective, in the whole world. And if anger is on top of that, then we have a huge amount of energy and you have road rage or you have somebody getting into a fight, physical fight or whatever, or an emotional fight, right? And it's it's like falling into a a raging stream, right? Uh, Actually, we we say that idea, raging torrent, because rage is that being carried away with so much energy, the water is just going to carry us away. So if we go into our anger, and that's all there is, that <coughs> energy is going to just take us for a ride. Okay? If we can calm that down, if we have the, the bigger perspective, in fact, a really big perspective, then we can see the whole thing that's happening, and we don't get lost in it. Making sense? Okay, so with meditation, what we're doing is we're going to this area down here, which is just an area where the the awareness is by itself, ultimately. And we may only do that for a split second, and then we'll come back with more thoughts and more whatevers. But that is the Buddha nature down here. Pure awareness, pure compassion, pure intelligence, pure creativity. And as as we do this over and over again, uh, what happens is it becomes more and more stable in the whole experience. So in terms of dealing with anger, like Dr. Epstein was saying, we're, we're using meditation to that firewall right that, that space that fire break so that the fire can't jump it and then we're more in charge and then we can do the appropriate thing if we have the perception right. um, So then the question is what what can we do to deal with this I mean if if well, Last Thursday, I went out to feed the birds, and I, there was an, about an inch of snow on my deck, and right at the top of the step, there was some ice under, it, and I went and down I went, and I wrenched my shoulder. And one of the things I do is I'm a massage therapist, so I had to call up and cancel everybody, and I couldn't work on Friday because my shoulder was so sore, and then I had. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday was a holiday, so that was a nice long weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did things and helped my shoulder get much better. But I knew exactly what happened. Right? I mean, if, if you have an upset stomach, or, or if you twist your ankle, you know what the problem is. You know where it is. Right? If you twist your ankle, you're not looking for a, a sliver in your finger. Right? You know. Your body's telling you because your body wants you to do something to help. Right? Normally, I don't think about my shoulders. I use my arms all day long, and and not even in consciousness that my shoulders are functioning and all these muscles and the joints and the ligaments and everything are working to support what I'm doing. But when I heard it, I knew exactly what muscles were involved because I could do that. But I, I knew what ligaments were involved, you know, and how the joint, where in the joint capsule I was injured. Right? And so then I could work specifically on that, which is what my body wanted. Okay. It's interesting that, that that seems to make sense physically, but we don't carry that into the mind. Okay, so if. If you have an experience that overwhelmed you, that was too much to handle, that was a huge stress, right, that gets stored and will be fed back to you when your body thinks you can handle it again. And it'll be very specific. So you'll have the memory of what that situation was, or what that, who that person was that did whatever they did to you. Except we just don't like that, you know, go away. We don't want to deal with it. But just like healing a shoulder or a sprained angle or, or you know, in, in putting, putting some anti-inflammatory on and all that, um, or drinking chamomile tea for an upset stomach, you know, there's a way of dealing with the mental emotional things that's really easy. Our Buddha-nature, Buddha, is pure awareness, pure unconditional love. The great compassion of the Buddha is the essence of what we are. Buddha is always, was always, and and still does through all the teachings, saying that every sentient being has Buddha-nature. And love is really important to us. Right? Love, I mean, if, 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 we, if we fall in love, right, if we experience love, it's a wonderful thing. We feel fantastic. Right? All of a sudden, we have possibilities that never existed before because there's so much energy and we're so alive inside. And then all of a sudden, the love is taken away and we feel really terrible. Right? We just don't want to do anything. It's all, it's all gone. And that devastation is because the love is actually our true nature. So when we're in love, our true nature is lively in us. Our Buddha nature, it's alive. When we believe that it's been taken away, then we have an issue right? because we're gone. we've been badly injured. Right? We, can't, we can't go on with their lives. And some people don't. Right? When a relationship comes to an end. The idea is that, that it's so important to us because it's what we are. But we have this illusion that it comes from out there that the other person is going to give it to us. Right? So we have to find that person who will give us the love. And initially it may have been our mother and father. Probably mother first. And then, and then, if that's not totally forthcoming, then we start looking for other people, our friends, as little kids, and then we grow and we develop relationships. And, and, and the first breakup of a, of a relationship is horrible. Um, any young teenager will tell you how horrible that is. But it's because the true nature of what that person is isn't allowed to be expressed now. The fear has collapsed it. It's, it's, it's drawn in the focus of awareness so that the loss of what was there is the thing that dominates the whole experience. Okay. So love is the, the key, right There's, there's even an old, an old saying that love is the healer. I mean, it's a a cliché thing. Um, You see it on bumper stickers. But it's, it's, it's true because if you love, then what you're doing is you're enlivening that deepest level of what you are. Okay, and the more you love, the more that becomes lively. And nothing has to come back because you're down At this level, that's where love is pure and unconditional, and at the source. So then, if if that's what it is, and love is the healer, then we can use that. Um, There's there's another saying from the samurai tradition in Japan that if you've been wounded you apply the balm to the sword that wounded you. Right? Not to the wound. And, and that's basically what I'm talking about. Right? Because that image in your mind is the wound. It's representing the, the situation that creates the wound. But well, we think of it as the wound. Right? So, if we know what love is, if we've experienced love in, in the past, then we can access that and direct the love to the image of whoever did whatever they did to us. Right? And, and it's simple because if you, if you had an argument with somebody, somebody really ticked you off like, I know, last week, and you think about them, unless they're sitting right beside you, they're not in this room, right? I mean, they could be beside you. But the idea is that that image in your mind is your mind. It's your energy, your mind stuff, creating that image for you, so you know what it is that you need to heal. If you then direct the love to the image in your mind, which doesn't exonerate the person out there right from whatever they did. But if you do that, then what happens is you heal your own mind. And that's what forgiveness is. Okay. If you don't, then you continue being a victim sometimes for your whole life. Right? And there there are people who feel if that they, if they stop being a victim, then the other person won't be responsible anymore. And, and somehow there's, there's a weird little twist that says if I suffer, I'm punishing that person. I, I remember um, my, my kid sister got really upset with my mother and said if she didn't get what she wanted, she was going to hold her breath and turn blue and die. And Mother said, OK, go ahead, I'll wait. <laughs> and that was the end of that. But it's, it's the same thing. It's, 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 it's a very odd twist that we have in our minds, that we, we don't want to give up the suffering. Some people. Some people are really happy to give it up. But some people are holding on to that, and that becomes part of their identity. But the important thing is that we can live our full potential, that we can be in our power all of the time, in every part of our life. And meditation is the key to that. What Epstein was saying was that that is the way to access it. That creates that, that gap around the fire. So we, we, if we understand this, we have choice. Right. We can maintain our victimhood, if that feels really good. I don't know anybody that thinks that's a good thing, but we can do that. And many people do. Right. Or we can have our power and heal ourselves and be free of that. So what, whatever it is, isn't isn't really distorting how we can be in the world? Right? I have I've, I've had clients who who refuse to get into relationships anymore because they always get hurt, and they're just repeating the same victimhood thing with different people. Right? and usually it came from childhood. Something happened in childhood, and they're they're recreating it in different relationships. So, with the meditation, we're actually bypassing that whole dynamic that keeps bringing us back into being a victim. And then, when those images come, it's, it's like having a sore shoulder. You know what to do. right? The image is in your mind, it's representing what needs to be healed, so direct the healing love to it. Okay. And it doesn't matter you know, whether the, the, the image is of a, a school teacher or Donald Trump, or, it doesn't make any difference who it is. But if, if it's creating a state of being a victim in you, then you need to heal that and be free of it. Any questions so far? We're almost time. So, I, I, on the thing, I had, I had this lovely photograph of waves coming into this cliff. And, and it was, there were sort of gentle rollers, swells that would come in, and then they'd crash on the shore. And, and it seems to me that we have different possibilities. We can identify it with the shore and the cliff that's being eroded with all the big waves that come in, right? Or we can go out and play in the waves. And if we've got a surfboard, we can do that and we can find or a kayak and we can find out the the different quality of each of the waves. And some waves are great for, for, for riding them, surfing, and others don't do anything. And this, this photograph had, had all the different kinds of waves. It was, it was quite lovely. And it was taken from, from on, on a big cliff high above the whole thing. So you saw the whole shore. And you could even go into the wave right, and go deeper than the wave. And a long time ago, I used to scuba dive a lot. And you go down below the waves and watch the waves pass over. And you're in the stillness, the water didn't move. I mean, if you're up in the waves, you're going up and down with the wave. But if you're down below, it's still, and you can just watch everything go. The boat would go by. And, you know, it's really neat. But that's pure awareness, right? As a metaphor of, that, of pure awareness, that's what that place is. And it's there within us. Everybody has that. Right? So, your your ability to go in with meditation and come out and be active, going back and forth and back and forth, begins to establish that awareness as you're being active. And it doesn't matter whether, whether it's, it's anger or it's, it's uh, compulsion to have, I don't know, a, a chocolate eclair, anything that, that is controlling us we have more and more ability to have the larger perspective and be in charge of the situation and in charge of how we respond to it.